Hello and welcome to the podcast of TechEU. I am your host, Andrew Degler. In today's episode, I would like to share with you an interview with Dr. Christian Weiss, the founder of Heal Capital. Check this one out. Hi, nice to meet you. My name is Chris. Um, I'm one of the managing partners here at Heal Capital. Excited to speak to you. And what do we do at Heal Capital? We are a early stage venture capital fund, which is focused at the intersection of healthcare and technology. And what do we mean by that? And when it comes to us, um, we are all excited and committed to that we have reached the end of digital health, which is pretty much not in the sense that healthcare technology or digitalization does not matter anymore, but much rather that we believe, you know, as much as Google or Amazon are not digital companies or online companies, but just very successful businesses who are leveraging certain technologies, that is what we are seeing now in healthcare. And that is what we want to do effectively at Hill Capital. Back there, the most visionary and ambitious founders who want to build the health tech platforms of the future here, particularly in Europe. And we believe there will great companies emerge, um, well, transforming, supporting, changing and improving the healthcare system. And so eventually also the lives of all of us. And that is what we're here to invest and support these type of founding teams as much and as good as we can. Right. So I don't think still I understand uh, completely what you mean by uh, reaching the mm -hmm. end of healthcare. Can you can you try to elaborate on this so that I can <laughs> I, I can so, get it? Absolutely. And hopefully it's not the end of healthcare, but much the much more the end of digital health in the sense. You know, when you looked at th these different waves of digital health, as I would call it, there was this mm -hmm. very first wave of digital health, which started I don't know five to ten years ago, with the first companies arising, which were pretty much about digital health for early adapters, those customers, those users, those patients who were really looking for some sort of digital healthcare supporting solution. Yeah, It was the Fitbit step counter going into that mm -hmm. direction, the first topic. I guess everybody knows that. But also companies like Clue, one of the very first femtech companies. Yeah, This was pretty much about digital health for really, you know, particular persons who are looking for that. But by now, it is that we have reached a level where more and more as the overall healthcare system, as we know it, has been or is digitalized. So it's mm -hmm. pretty much that digital health is not a own category of itself anymore, but it's just more that every healthcare component, whether it's diagnostics, whether it's certain therapies, whether it is medtech devices, all of them by now have significant data or software components. And you cannot really choose, is this a healthcare company or is that a technology company? Mm -hmm. and the answer is, it's both. It's neither nor and it's both. It's just a new category, which then comes also with great opportunities because it adds value. It has additional features and, 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 and better outcomes. But at the same time, obviously, also comes then with both challenges, right? Because you're facing the challenges of healthcare and technology at the same time, right? So we're talking really about this, this own very specific category, which is the healthcare system as we know it, but fully digitally enabled and tech enabled, and which is also then reflected by the most founding teams, which I particularly like, that it's not anymore as usual back then, you know, the gray-haired professor coming with the next big invention or the next drug development approach. But now you see um, new types, which are which consists of a medical founder, often some medical doctor or some other person somewhat close to the healthcare system. But on the other hand, then it's often second or third time founders coming from the pure tech environment. And they are teaming mm -hmm. up together and saying, hey, guys, you know what? Let's look at this healthcare system. We believe there is something we can do here with our combined forces, our combined view and looking at it from a little bit of different angle. And that is really exciting, I guess.
I see. And uh, the next thing I wanted to also try to uh, focus a bit more is what you mean uh, by uh, those uh, platforms mm. that uh, you want to build in Europe. What do you mean by a platform in uh, this uh, context? And uh, are there any of them already uh, working in Europe or elsewhere yeah. that you can uh, show as an example? It's a, it's a great question. And I, I guess this platform topic is somewhat of a buzzword anyway. But then again, I guess it, it is what matters in the end. Who reaches the scale and the market power and also the user and patient access to build a more or less dominating position in a certain market area. Yeah? Again, essentially now, as we have seen with Amazon taking the place, with Google having taken the place for search, with, um, I guess, still Microsoft having taken the place for operating system and Apple for, for iOS and, and app stores and the like. And I guess the, the future, the question out there is, who will own the patients in the future, patient access, the front door to healthcare? Mm -hmm. Who will be in the best position to manage, to steer? What's your patient pathway? Who will be in control of that? And I guess this is a little bit the question depending on different areas where to look at, right? And I think we have now seen the very first great examples also of bigger mm -hmm. platform type of companies in, in Europe. And I guess for sure it's, uh, it's CRU. Yeah, I guess one of the most successful cases so far, having, well, tremendous success and great patient access and a great position also to manage and to, to, to determine patient pathways. And obviously, there's also companies like Doctolib who have gone the route through um, the primary care route, selling um, software there, um, but then expanding also into other areas. But then there are so many questions still up to grabs, right? It's not only about the telemedicine part, but who will own diagnostic in that sense? Yeah? Who will own the doctor relationships? Um, who will own therapeutics in that sense? And maybe who will also carve out own very dedicated patient pathways for, I don't know, becoming the predominant digital first company for, let's say, structural heart conditions, for cognitive impairment, right? So there's all these things you could imagine particularly if you think about prevention and prediction. So a little bit less only what is the best diagnostic or the best telemedicine call. But I guess there is no question about many companies working on this. And I mean, I personally, if I'm an iPhone user using an Apple Watch as well, I love to check my heart rate, my pulse, whatever, my oxygen out there. And, you know, if, if Apple was there to offer, you know what, for $90.99, I can check your, I can draw your blood each quarter and have you checked up there. I think many people would be up for that and say, hey, that's convenient. That's really cool. That's much, much better than the, the standard tedious process, going to the GP, getting checked. Yeah. So I guess there's lots of stuff happening there as well. All of the different players trying to position themselves, how to lock in patients, how to get access to the most, most interesting, most relevant data pools. And um, I'd say that war for the platforms is still raging and waging. And um, it's not yet clear who will be the dominant um, healthcare platform. And I guess that is one of the exciting opportunities. Does it does it already even make sense to talk about a European-wide uh, platform? Because so far from what I'm seeing, everything is a bit patchy, let's say, because every single country have a different uh, set of regulations and not everyone is allowed to go uh, everywhere. And where I'm based in the Netherlands, I don't really see a lot of uh, those uh, companies uh, coming in at all, e even though in Germany, for example, there are a bunch of players like in telemedicine and stuff like that, and that are already successfully working. Yeah, I, I guess that is one of the big challenges. And from as far as it cons me, concerns me, I guess one of the next steps, which needs to be mastered to, to get to a truly maturing 
ecosystem here. And I mean, the, the players we just mentioned, I guess they are fairly European, if you want to put it this way. But just just recently, also from new companies, we're seeing there's quite a new type of also pitches and founding visions we have seen where people can up, you know what, we truly want to build a European system and a European mm -hmm. play. And it's not the classical move, say, we start in, I don't know, Germany, Austria, whatever, then it's UK or US next. I mean, this is always a way to go. But more and more, there is this thought and that idea of how can I make this happen for a truly European play? And also the counterpart, I guess we, we see that now the, the bigger US funds like the Sequoias and the likes start to bag pure European plays who are designed not to go for the classical, let's move to the US next route, but rather conquer the European markets. But there is all these challenges you mentioned, right? It's reimbursement, regulatory data challenges for each and every country. And you really need to, 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 to watch out for where to go and, and how to go there. And I guess what is interesting there is a little bit this infrastructure question, right? I guess there's always mm -hmm. this nice opportunity to compare to fintech, whereas companies say, we offer <laughs> European passporting. Yeah, so out of a sudden, if you team up with the, with us, you out of uh, out of the box have access to all European countries. Yeah. And I'm not sure whether you're aware of the company called Truepill from the US, also now being active in in the UK, who's saying we offering the infrastructure for health tech companies from diagnostics to pharmacy to all sorts of logistics, whatever you need to build a health tech company in that sense. The more these companies are progressing, I guess the more also there will be the option to say. We offering the infrastructure not only for country X, but if you want to expand to X countries within Europe, that infrastructure network expands to the different areas. And we can essentially help you to get the approval or at least let you know what you need to do to get the approval, how to get logistics done, how to get your local prescriptions done. So for me, it's rather a question of a currently maturing ecosystem. I guess that would be a game changer. Otherwise, you see what is Babylon doing, right? What Kaya Health, the German company, is doing. We could say, yes, there is a few European health tech companies, but it's rather companies who have been, well, incidentally founded in the in the European Union or in Europe, but then actually became US players, I'd say, predominantly. Right. And uh, what would you say is the timeline uh, for this uh, full-fledged uh, platforms to appear in Europe? Well, I guess, I mean, we, we have seen, we are seeing the first ones, yeah, and mm -hmm. um, I think in the next five years, many, many things will happen, and we will see who, if anybody, who will take these platform approaches successfully to this European level, or whether it's eventually anybody from the from the existing players after all, yeah, I mean, just mentioning mm -hmm. Drupal, for example, that just came from the US to UK, and let's, let's see if they expand to the full European Union, yeah? yeah, I guess there is this elephant in the room, as usual, what is Amazon doing with Amazon Care, what is Google doing with their restructured healthcare division, and it's, it's a little bit unclear yet, and it's currently in full, full swing. Um, but yeah. I'm sure um, the, the system is the healthcare system is too important and there's too much money for it for this part, hoping that it will be, you know, just disregarded and nobody will care. So that is not an option from my perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and uh, the news about Google Health mm -hmm. was actually what triggered this particular conversation. So yeah. I really wanted to ask you what uh, uh, what do you what do you make of it? Uh, what's happened and what do you think it means for European health tech? It's it's very very interesting and I I largely disagree with most of what has been written <laughs> out there because I guess most sentiment out there was yeah, you see even the big ones can't pull 
it off, right? I mean, essentially, they had this centered health care, digital health division, and now they said, you know, we're going to dissolve it, and we put it back in each and every division. And I guess one one read into that is, ah, you see, they're, they're giving up. Yeah? So this is not working for them. And from my perspective, this is this is not what going what, what's going on and what I'm thinking of or what came to my mind. Because first of all, I guess a company which just released AlphaFold, you know, solving a detailed old core life science and healthcare problem, which is like a huge thing. This is not a company who just says, you know what, we're giving up. So, <laughs> so we just solved the biggest problem ever, but now now you. You know, we, we got to go. Uh, this doesn't make any sense. The second topic is, for me, it's much rather a question also what I said before in the terms of end of digital health. Like I, the question out there is a little bit pro- from a product perspective. Is digital health or health tech something you want to work as a separate unit on? You can You can work on without considering your other products. Or is that something which needs to be integrated at the very clear component of your other products. And absolutely, it's clearly the latter one. It's like digitalization itself, right? Does it make sense to have the digitalization in your company, a digitalization department in your company? Probably not, because digitalization needs the part of every department in a company. And that is one of the things I feel which is going on there, that yes, not everything is solved, but and, and many changes and, and, and pivots and new tries and failures will occur um, and and that is just the natural course that things evolve and approaches change. And um, let, let's see what comes out of this at the end of the day. Um, but similarly, if you look at it, at this whole usual suspects like Google, Amazon, Microsoft and, 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 and Apple, um, they have tremendous healthcare capabilities by now. And if you look at them, they all position themselves at different different parts of the healthcare value chain yeah so i guess microsoft announced this big partnership also going for the healthcare health tech infrastructure play and teaming up with insurance companies with partners mm-hmm. um, so they're clearly going the it infrastructure route you have apple who is from my perspective doubling down on on really very amazing healthcare opportunities much more consumer facing though with the apple watch i mean there's all the discussion going on will they pull it off to measure blood glucose levels will they pull off high blood pressure and so on and so forth and i assume all all of this will will come yeah and and mm-hmm. google at the moment for me let's see if they're maybe rather going down a little bit more the consumer barrier uh, the, the route or the the life science route but for me, um, it would be very, very premature to come from that conclusion to say, oh, look at this. They they gave up. It's a little bit, you know, when Tesla, they started with the Roadster, right? Mm-hmm. And then they they are now had this completely different route of a set of cars with the X and the Y and the whatever model. And I guess it would have been also kind of a weird conclusion saying, oh, look at this. They came up with new models. So apparently they gave up on the electric car strategy. No, by no means. You know, it is involving and things are changing and it's for sure this is continue to stay and i think now recently amazon even announced that they're now rolling out their amazon care across the us or to more cities so that that doesn't sound to me that anybody any there anybody there is giving up and throwing in the towel i would not want it yeah (laughs) not at all no it's true but like i'm just really wondering though like uh, since we're already talking about the giants What's taken so long uh, for them to sort of shape up their their play? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if it's taken taken so long. I guess pretty much strides have been made, um, and and there is huge progress. Then again, I guess it's it is a a topic which is special, right? With for for the obvious reasons, if you compare it to e-commerce, there there is more local components. It is much closer to. Well, literally to the health of people, and it's a different thing than just ordering a book by Amazon. If you want to, you know, need to hire doctors, you need to convince them to use your topics. And it is just that the digitalization of healthcare has mm-hmm. not been the core part, right? We have digitized consumer. We have digitized B2B, at least to a significant extent. Yeah. yeah now the more regulated stuff, fintech is coming. So what is left or what's coming now, it is healthcare and health tech and it just this is no one of the next things coming and where the whole topic will not stop for sure yeah so um i would rather think about it not why did it take so long but rather it's just in the natural progress that things are are starting now technologies are mature and also cost efficient enough and um, now is the time as it seems and i guess covid okay. did it fair share to that as well yeah and uh, then comes the second part of the question, what does it all mean for the European health tech market and industry? I, I think at the moment, um, it, it just means that, you know, this is the key component to consider, right? Who will own, who do we want to own the future of our healthcare? Do you want this to be a European company? Do you want this to be a Asian company? Do you want this to be a US company? And I guess the answer to that is very easy, that also healthcare in particular healthcare is a industry of the utmost national interest and you want to make sure that this is something you want to build yourself and this is something you should foster and that also innovation should be targeted at the US, european system so even if you if you think again of the companies we mentioned before like kaya or babylon or things like that i mean the moment they say we pick up here effectively and go to the U.S. and target all our innovation resources and efforts at the U.S. healthcare market to make it work over there, that's somewhat a loss for the European healthcare system because it's not targeted us anymore. And then you know we will we will see what happens. Yeah. So I I think that again it's a question of timing that now is probably the perfect time to build these more capital intensive models to build these um, right companies to build um, large-scale health tech companies and, um, yeah, make sure we have a say in that. And do you feel that uh, this is something that the governments uh, or yeah, the, the European Union regulators uh, should be uh, encouraging or, um, yeah, they were doing something to, to make it happen? Yeah, I, I think yes, yes and no. I guess there's always more <laughs> you, you can and you should do. And um, I still see my feeling is some resistance to change a little bit. You know, can we avoid mm. this? Do we really want this? Should we maybe <laughs> put a lid on it? Yeah. And I guess we the reality is, and, and Germany is a prime prime example with Tesla, right? It was always clear they they will never make it. It's not possible to build these high quality cars, and you know, and turns out. It is right, and now we 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 are in this mess with the whole car industry, and everybody is trying to build electric cars as as possible, right? And the the same question is out there for for healthcare, and then there's all these sorts of discussions. So, is there truly a, the the risk of the testarization of healthcare, if you want to put it this way? <laughs> because after all, it's local. Will people truly want digital healthcare programs? Nah, they always will go to the doctor. 
I don't think so, right? So there is the same discussions as in, as in every industry, and I guess as in every industry, the result will be the same. Yeah, either mm -hmm. the system adapts, or new companies, new players, new entrants will build ways around it and will find ways around it. And it, it feels that this reality has is sinking in, but it still needs to be incorporated a little bit more. Yeah. I guess on the funding side, we see loads of early stage interest now. There's loads of opportunities to fund there. There's very limited specialist funds now, though, or larger funds who are really doubling down at the later stage. That is, they're more the generalists. Maybe that is something to to consider and, and to work on. Because if, if you just look at the stats, for example, on the on the exit front, there's much, much to be gained on the on the health tech side. So if, if you compare the current exits uh, of the last of this year, vis-a-vis -vis other in, uh, Europe versus US, this is like a factor, I don't know, 100x or something like this in favor of the US. And what, what's driving it, right? You see the average exit of health tech in the US, the companies are on average 15 years old and have on average, mm -hmm. I think, 250 million of funding. On the German side, it's on average five years and two million of funding. Yeah. So I guess you see that the division yeah. ambition level here was just a completely different order of magnitude. And I guess then you this explains a little about, so why is this not working here? Yeah, well, because there were like 10 years and 200 million of funding missing to really go the next, next, and the next step after that. And um, I guess this is now um, what is hopefully changing. Yeah? Right, right. And uh, uh, so I understand the, the question of funding here. And uh, I had another question related to this. What do you think the role of corporate VC is in the uh, health tech industry in Europe? I think it's it's a little bit less pronounced than in the US, right? Because in the US, mm. you have the usual suspects like Google Ventures and, and Intel Capital, then also a bit like, you know, Samsung Catalyst and the like, who are also very good and powerful well, investors and in also doubling down on, on, on health tech. I guess in, in Europe, there is more to be made here and there. Also, if you still compare the commitments of large corporates to funds, it, there is, as usual, a different order of magnitude. So um, I guess we, we can double down here and, and up our game in terms of true corporate dedication and commitment to health tech innovation. But uh, we are getting there, I guess, right? I mean, we cannot complain that health tech is not dynamic. So just in funding, I guess health tech in the early stage space, space is the most dynamic area. So overall funding in Europe and venture was like 3x year on year and health tech within that was 4x. So it is one of the core drivers. So I see this really is the dynamic space to be in and it's getting into the right direction. And, and teams are getting the, the money to work on because it, it can be a bit more, you know, resource intensive. It can take a little bit longer than if you compare it to the, um, yeah, um, real time delivery type of gigs like gorillas and what have you. That is just a different, a different game, right? I, I would tend to say the healthcare, maybe it's not there for the, for the fast money. That is probably something you should, you should be aware of. It might take some time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as a VC, uh, what do you think in terms of European geography? Where do you think the main innovation uh, coming from? That, that's the good thing. I, I see it at, at all places, right? If you look at our portfolio, mm -hmm. um, not by design, but as it developed, um, it's it's pretty dispersed. Yes, of course, we see several German players. I mean, we're a German fund, so obviously we're closer there. We have invested in Dutch companies, in Polish companies. 
in a UK company, in a North American company. So to me, it feels really there is innovation and, and excitement for that space in all the different countries. And that is, I guess, one of the key strengths that, that we see these different hubs and hotspots. And it's not the only one. So it's not only like, I don't know, London for UK, but you see it developing and growing like a grass would move in all of the places. And I guess this is exactly what we should and would be hoping for. Right. So basically the whole idea of what we've just been talking about is now is the best time to start building or or keep building uh, the new European health tech platforms. Absolutely. I would absolutely subscribe to that. And I mean, this has been our thesis right from the start with, I guess, uh, since March last year and COVID hit. Uh, it's not so, uh. so much of a secret anymore, but uh, yeah. uh, more and more funds, founders, corporates have realized that Maybe now is the time, and um, I don't think there has been ever any better time to start health tech type of inter uh, companies because there is openness for innovation, there is funding, there is dynamic things happening, there is governmental programs to substitute, uh, to support all and subsidize digitalization efforts. So I guess it is a little bit like the perfect storm, and health tech is in right at the center of it. So let's make sure we grab this opportunity and, and build something great here. Brilliant. So this is a great uh, place to finish this conversation at. Thank you so much, Christian, for uh, taking the time. Thanks a lot for joining the podcast. Thank you. It was a pleasure to talk. And likewise, stay safe and talk to you soon. And this is it for our today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like our show, follow us today wherever you listen to podcasts. And if that place has a possibility to rate and review the show, please do that as well. Our audio engineering is done by SoundPulse, that is sound-pulse.com. Your questions, suggestions, and opinions are very welcome. Please send them to podcast at tech.eu. This was TechEU Podcast. I am Andrew Daigler, and I will talk to you again very soon. For now, take care and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye-bye.